Hello there. Presented by the Atlas Strength Shop. This is the Atlas Nerds in Iron podcast. With your hosts, Cameron Ray and Tyler Hales. Welcome to the Atlas Nerds and Iron Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Ray. This is our co-host, Tyler Hales. Hey, everybody. How you doing today, Tyler? Good, man. Had a good, fulfilling weekend. It was nice outside and all the above. Awesome, awesome. It was a drill weekend for me, so I didn't really get to enjoy it quite so much. Of course it was. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I am convinced that whenever the state gets together and they plan out when they're going to be doing their drills, they say, okay, when do these soldiers lose an hour? And they oh, put yeah. it right there. It every, never failed. I had. I, I remember having drill every time. Time change. Every daylight savings time. Yeah. Every like party holiday, like uh, St. Patrick's Day parade, Mardi Gras parades, Halloween. You're gonna have drill. Not just that. I think they have. Whenever they're planning, they have a farmer's almanac on hand, so they kind of know how nice the weather's gonna be. Oh yeah. Oh, we're gonna totally shit on these guys. Yep. <laughs> it's like wow. Uh, this this weekend mm-hmm. in October. It looks like great fishing weather. We should uh, we should definitely plan drill around that. Absolutely. But, and I swear to God, this did happen one time back when, uh, two tags ago, back when it was uh, General Langeno. I think he was the tag whenever you were in. He was. They rescheduled drill. I remember. Unofficially, the reason was he realized drill was the first weekend of squirrel season. And he had a grandson that was coming of age. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so so drill was rescheduled for the whole well, damn state. When you're the tag, you can make decisions like that, right? I mean, I respected that decision. <laughs> you know, it was pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of big things happened this weekend. Um, but first, before we talk about that, let's talk about our sponsors. Absolutely. You want to you kick it off with Unmasked Studios? Sure, Unmasked Studio. Um, they make boutique cosplays. And they are amazing. I say it every week. He says it every week. Um, he just shared one to his Instagram story uh, probably three or four hours ago now. Okay, yeah, I haven't been on Instagram it, much uh, It was a Batman where he had the he had the duster on. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and was it, it's it's the bat suit with the duster and. The old World War Two. Yeah, he shared look. that one before. He has. Yeah, well, I, I, I felt I, it's first time I've laid eyes on it for okay. whatever reason. But anyway, he was holding like the two forty with the Joker mm. sticker on it and everything like that. It was, it was what like, sweet. what that cosplay is. Yeah, that's the Batman from like the. Uh, do you remember in Batman versus Superman where he has that vision of himself from the future? Yes, and it's like a post apocalyptic uh, vision. Yeah. That's the suit from the right. vision. Yeah, that's what that is. But yeah, he's posted that a few times. It's a really awesome suit. For I, whatever I, reason, I, I thought he, he uh, that was his first time posting it. Nope. But, okay. But yeah, Unmasked Studio on Instagram. Go check him out. He does amazing work, and we really have to get the guy on the podcast. I asked Absolutely. him a few weeks ago, and he didn't, uh, he didn't respond. So. If you're watching right now, if you noticed, I dribbled my beer a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> What a toddler. I'm a slob. Uh, Jesus, Tyler. Yeah. All right, for our next sponsor, uh, we have Strike Force Energy. Go to strikeforceenergy.com, use promo code Atlas Strength. That's going to save you 20% off your order. What is Strike Force Energy? Strike Force Energy is a veteran owned energy supplement. Uh, it comes in a little 10 ounce packet, 
It's liquid. You pour it in whatever you want to drink that's going to taste good with that liquid. Uh, obviously, don't mix it with milk. Uh, but yeah, I know, mm. right? <laughs> but Gross. you mix it with uh, with water, fruit juice. I've been mixing with Body Armor a lot lately. So just uh, they come in four flavors. They come in grape, orange, lemon, and an original, which tastes a lot like uh, like Red Bull. So just plan what you're mixing with around those flavors, and you can come up with some really good concoctions. It's 170 milligrams of caffeine per little packet. They also come in uh, in 700 milliliter uh, pump bottles, so you can just put a couple of pumps in whatever you're drinking, and it's going to give you enough energy to get through whatever it is you're doing. I literally use this stuff daily. I mean, every single day, and I am wired. I feel like, you know, we, we said a while, while back the limb would probably go good in lemon drop shots. Oh yeah, definitely. I just I just thought of you know lemon lime Gatorade. I feel like that would go good. the The lemon flavor would anyway. The lemon goes good in anything citrusy. There you go. So like orange juice, uh, it tastes really good in that. Uh, probably tastes really good in like a like a sweet tea, kind of an Arnold Palmer kind of a thing. Ooh, yeah. I might bring a or couple, a John Daly. I don't know what a John Daly a John is. John Daly is Arnold Palmer with vodka. Okay. Yeah. Okay, my was, golf nerds, y'all know who John Daly is. Was John Daly an alcoholic? You could say so. Yes. Okay. Would you say so? Oh, absolutely. Okay. He awesome. said he he once quoted. He was quoted as saying, "I'm a Miller Light guy. Have been since I was eight years old." Okay, fair enough. There you go. Fair enough. Uh, as for our next sponsor, we got Impact Mouth Guards. Uh, use promo code Atlas Strength at ImpactMouthGuards.com. That's going to save you ten percent. Impact Mouth Guards. What that is. If, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably involved somewhat in strength sports. You probably use a mouthpiece. If you're not using an Impact Mouth Guards mouthpiece, then you are due for an upgrade. It's completely customizable. It's going to fit you and only you. Uh, and yeah, you're just, I, I really don't think you're going to get a better mouthpiece. You know, speaking of Impact Mouth, mouth Guards, uh, you know, I've had my personal experience with them. It's been just overall a very positive one. Uh, talking to a few people yesterday that was that were in here for Strongman Saturday, talking about the you know the other competitor mouthpiece mm-hmm. wearing out too fast, won't last but a few months. You know, I've had my Impact Guard for close to six months now, and outside of just you know getting it broke into my bite, mm-hmm. that thing's been solid. And I'll tell you what, man, if that thing breaks tomorrow, what's gonna, what are you going to be able to do with it? I'm going to shoot them an email and say, look, this is what happened, um, and they're going to take care of me. I, I, I just they, – they, their customer service is top-notch. Uh, my bite is already on file with them, so they can send me another custom mouth guard just like that. That is amazing. Yeah. You can't get that with the competitors. You can't. You really can't. Like, you actually got to boil that thing, bite into it. And uh, hope you do it right. Otherwise, you just wasted a perfectly good mouth guard. Right. You wasted 50 bucks is yeah. what you did. Yeah. Over uh, a bull and bite that's not that good. No, no. Um, is it something to bite against this in your tongue? Yes. But you can do better. You know, I, I scrolling through Facebook earlier, it just I saw a post in Starting Strongman. Someone posted about that particular mouth guard we we're mm-hmm. talking about and uh, asked how. How do you get it from? How do you keep it from gagging you? Yeah, they were having that same problem. I would, I did. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> did you read the comments of that post? I didn't delve too far off into. Well, them, you but, probably uh, guess what probably, some of the comments yeah. were, but uh, 
but yeah, for for a lot of people, that mouth guard is just not going to work, just because it goes, it doesn't go around all the teeth; it goes under the tongue. So, depending on how your tongue attaches to the bottom of your mouth, it's just not going to work for you. Yeah, impact's not going. Impact's not going to do that. It's going to be a custom fit. It's low pro- profile. It doesn't get in the way of what your mouth does. You carried on conversation with me before with it in. I didn't even know you had it in. I, I do it all the time. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so speaking of, uh, impact mouth guard and it's going to kind of segue in what I want to talk about next, remind me, or if you want to do it, we shoot them a message <laughs> because I would love to get them as a sponsor for the second annual Rougarou classic. The second annual Rougarou cra- classic. Ugh. Okay. Uh, yeah. God, words are hard. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we've, uh, we've officially announced, uh, October 30th here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, we're having our second annual Rougarou Classic. That is the strongman competition we host every year. It is a United States strongman competition. It's not up on the website yet, but the Facebook event page is live, so go check it out if you want some of the details on that. If you are in and around the Baton Rouge area, we would love to have you there competing. We want to make this a much better show than last year. Last year was our first show. I think it went pretty well considering it was our first show. This year is going to be even better. We know what to do better. So Yes, yeah, we definitely uh, we had a little action after-action review after the last one, and we realized what we did wrong. We're going to see um, we can see what we can do to fix those and see if we can figure out uh, what we're going to do wrong this next time because there this definitely go. is a learning process, and the next year we'll do those better until we have the best show we possibly can have. As far as the event goes, if you're curious about those, we're going to have a – we're going to have a max log press. We're going to try to break some state records, and they are going to be on Slater logs, which if you've ever been to our Instagram, you've seen the wooden logs we have. They are absolutely gorgeous. Uh, so when you're pressing this log and our photographer snaps that picture, you're going to have that uh, profile picture probably for the next 10 years. Uh, after yep. that, we're going to have a yoke walk. We're going to have a 13-inch axle deadlift for reps. I got these really cool track um, wheels from a 113 track vehicle yes. that we're going to use. It's going to make the starting weight for the bar 430 for our um, – for some of our heavier weight classes. I got some wagon wheels and some tires for some of the other ones, but it's going to be a 13 inch pull. Uh, let's see. After that, it's going to be a Hercules hold. We're trying to get some local dealerships to sponsor. They're going to be cars. They're going to be on ramps. We're going to figure out a way to adjust the angle of that ramp. And that's going to be the variable as far as the weight goes. And then our final event, we have a six tier stone platform, which if you go to our Instagram at Atlas strength shop and you check out some of the videos, you'll see that six tier stone platform it's going to be stones in ascending weight to descending heights. So the first stone is going to be a light stone onto a high platform all the way to a heavy-ass stone onto a low platform. That's it. So I'm yeah. excited about it. I'm excited about it, too. That's going to be October 30th. Uh, we're going to have novice classes. Uh, if there's enough of a... There's enough of a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Interest in it. We'll have a teen division. If there's enough of an interest in it, we might even uh, make some little kid weights so that we can uh, so that we can get um, some of the kids involved. You know, get like some PVC pipe, make us a little log. It's gonna yeah, be adorable. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of the members here have uh, have like little six and six to eight year olds. That I got three of them myself. Yeah, they yeah. they come in, they watch their their mamas and their daddies lift, and they want to get involved of it. We'll we'll look, we'll turn around, we'll just see some little kids pushing sleds. It's adorable. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, also, I think we're going to uh, try to get it to where Lauren Wells can actually go for the um, for the Steinborn World Record. Yes, that's something I would really like to do. Apparently, the rules to uh, to get that set up are pretty loose because it's a very obscure federation that actually does this. And if I'm not mistaken, all we have to do is weigh the weights. 
film it, have somebody who knows what they're doing judge it, and send it to them. And I think that's all there is to it. I think we've got enough people around the region that could... Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And, yeah, that would be really awesome to have an actual, like, uh, Steinborn world record. Because she's broken that record here in the gym. So, I mean, I see her actually do that. Oh, yeah. So, Tyler, some big things happened in football today. You want to talk about that a little bit? It's a little bittersweet. I know it's not a nerd or an iron thing, but um, it's definitely a a local thing. Um, After 20 years, man, Drew Brees hung up the cleats. Has it really been 20 years? Yep, his rookie season was 2001. Wow, I did not realize he had been playing that long. He retired 15 years to the day he signed with the New Orleans Saints. I didn't realize... It's really been 15 years? It has. Jesus. 2006. Have I been out of high school that long? (laughs) I graduated in 2007. Yeah, yeah. It's like, because I remember remember that Super Bowl game when they were playing. It's the only time Saints have been to the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, I actually met a chick that I dated for a year after that. I did not realize that was 15 years ago. Yep, 15 years ago. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. God, uh, I feel old now. He brought a lot of things to New Orleans football that never would have happened otherwise. He really did. and You can definitely tell that that man loves this city. He loves this state. He's invested in so many businesses in yes, Baton Rouge has. and New Orleans. I really, I, I, I have a feeling that dude's going to live here for a good while. Oh, yeah. Until he's, like, ready to retire to Florida or something with all the other old people. <laughs> like Tom Brady did. Yeah, speaking of old people, <laughs> Tyler needs glasses. Yeah, I'm, I've got an eye appointment Thursday because we have a, a, a note board here in front of us that I cannot read. and Most of that, though, is because my handwriting is somewhere between a doctor and an axe murderer. I, I'd lean toward the latter. And because you don't think I'm smart enough to cut people open? <laughs> Oh, you can cut people open. <laughs> that might not have that been the was, best example. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Um, bittersweet day. Drew Brees kind of rode off into the sunset, I guess you could say. He has definitely earned it. He's earned 100%, everything. 100%. And he's going to do nothing but good things for the rest of his life. Yep. So, world's ultimate strongman. W-U-S. Uh, Strength Island. What a show. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. This is, a, this is a relatively new show as far as the major shows go. It doesn't have the doesn't have the same clout that World's Strongest Man or the Arnold does. Not yet. But uh, these guys have been treating their athletes incredibly well. They've been paying out even more than the Arnold. Uh, so I athletes are starting to make this show a priority. And... Hopefully, with that, some uh, some more production value comes from it because I don't know if you watched any of the live stream. Uh, I wasn't able to due to um, what I had going on with Drill. But watching the highlights and researching on what exactly happened and some of the um, some of the reviews on the live stream, yeah. from what I understand, it wasn't really the best viewing experience. They had a lot of uh, they had a lot of technical difficulties, but hopefully, with enough money that's behind this. Uh, this production they'll be able to resolve that here in the near future or also some uh some hiccups that kind of that seem to happen that kind of screwed over the athletes just a little bit and we'll talk about those uh here in a couple of seconds 
Uh, but first, I really want to talk about the changing landscape that seems to have been happening over this last year. Uh, due to injuries, due to some people retirement, and some people just getting a little bit longer in the tooth, it seems like the sport, the, the people who are competing aren't really the same people as there were in the last couple of years. I know Martins and Kilskowski are both out with injuries right now. Right. Uh, Martins literally got hit by a fucking car. Yeah. And Kilskowski, he's still uh, suffering from that tricep injury. Mm-hmm. And that's really been a shame because both of those athletes, they're coming into the prime of their year of their career. And I really think that we would not have had the podium finishes that we had at these major shows had Martins not gotten hit by a goddamn car. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, Kilskowski not injuring that tricep. Granted, those are things that just happen in the sport. And this part of the sport is staying healthy. But still, it is really a shame. Uh, we also, we didn't see Shaw in this competition. Nope, sure um, didn't. For those of you who aren't really big and strong, man, we're talking about Brian Shaw. Uh, Brian Shaw is one world's strongest man four times. But he's getting a little bit longer in the tooth. He's not doing as many of these big shows. Uh, he also is focusing a lot more on his businesses, one of which is the Shaw Classic that he started putting on himself, which is promising to be another really major show. I, like he, The Shaw Classic, uh, the last one he did, it had a lot of really big names. Granted, I do think it's kind of weird that he's competing in his own competition that he's hosting. But still, like, he... And he won that, correct? He did win it, but he didn't seem to pick events that favored him. A lot of the equipment he got, he got prior, or he got too late for him to really train on. The only thing I'd say he really had a big advantage on was probably the Hummer tire deadlift that he did. Because, that's, his, that's his bread and butter. Yeah, and he yeah. literally has the axle for that yeah. that he's been training on. So, yeah. so with the exception of that, I think that it was all on the up and up. But I would definitely like to see him step away from competing in that and being more of a promoter and uh, – and just a personality in the sport, kind of similar to uh, to awesome. what like Big Z has done in the last couple of years. And speaking of which, Big Z is going to compete in the next Shaw Classic. That's going to be interesting. So I know. Speaking what I, of long in the tooth, yes, I yeah. know what I just said about it'd be nice if Shaw stepped away from his own competition. Yeah, it's going to be cool to see those guys go head and head again. I'd like to see it one more time. Just one more time. Just for the hell of it. Uh, another person who uh, who has been absent from the strongman scene lately is Half Thor. The dude retired at the top of his game, which I understand did, why he did. What did he have left to prove? It's not that he. It's not what did he have left to prove. It would have been nice to see how long he stayed dominant, and I do think he had the potential to break more records. Oh yeah, like he could have broken an overhead record. He uh he could have broken a most wins at World Strongest Man record, for example. He could have. Honestly, he could have done a lot of things. He could probably step right back into the sport, especially with the training he's been going through, and be just fine. I, I agree. Oh, he's gotten a lot weaker. True. Like, but he might be able to pull 800 pounds right now. He could still, I still believe he could shift his focus back to strongman. He could. And be a year and a half away from winning another WSM. He could, but he's got bigger things on his plate right now. Like, right now he's worried about his uh, his internet beef with Eddie Hall and this uh, this boxing match that they're going to do. And also, the, the dude's trying to spend time with his family. He is. I, I can 100% get behind that. I don't know if you know much about his, you know, his past, but he's had a, tr- you know, he has a daughter that was from a previous relationship, mm-hmm. and that's been troublesome. And 
it's a shame for the sport that he's had to step away, but I definitely understand why he has, and I can't fault him for that. Right. But as a result, we have we've got people at the top that you wouldn't really quite expect to be at the top with guys like Kilskowski and Martin still in the sport. But because the way the injuries happen, that's what we have. Uh, so we have, spoiler alert, Novikov won. Uh, he also won World's Strongest Man previously. So it's not really a surprise that he did well. He is a very strong competitor. He is a very good competitor. Uh, I just, I wasn't expecting this. Or, or, it's not that I wasn't expecting this. If you would have, if you would have told me a year ago that this is where we'd be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have agreed with you. But this is where we are now. Uh, maybe I'm a little bit kind of bitter with it all, just because World Strongest Man claimed that they had a world record, uh, 18-inch deadlift, even though that world record deadlift is held by uh, by how do you pronounce his last name? Anthony Pernice. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. He he broke that record in a USS show, United States Strongman. But World Strongest Man is refusing to recognize the validity of that record, even though it is a well-known and established organization. We also had one of our gym members, Colt Swanson, has pulled more than uh, Alexei Novikov in competition for the 18-inch deadlift. He, he's locked out, um, what was it like, another 50 pounds heavier-ish, mm-hmm. somewhere thereabout, in a competition. So there's two men that aren't pros right off the bat that hold that have pulled more weight than this world record that Alexei Novikov holds. They've broken both of them broken have broken twelve hundred pounds. Yes. At the eighteen inch mark. Yes. And they aren't getting the credit that they are due because they're not big name pros. And I just I think that's bullshit. That's not taking away from what Alexei Novikov has done. He is strong as hell. I couldn't pull what he's done. No, I not at all. I couldn't stand against him in anything in strong man. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's, I think it's bullshit that we're taking away from some of these amateur competitors just because they don't have the clout of the pros. I feel like it's like the uh, Monday Night Wars in professional wrestling back in the nineties. I know nothing about that. Well, you know, some people, you know, you know, reality TV is not really my thing. Well, yeah, you're right. Um, redneck anime, reality TV, whatever you want to call you said it. Redneck anime. I said redneck anime. I have never heard it recalled, referred to as redneck anime. It, I mean, and, and I, I, I guess that makes sense with like the plot lines. Absolutely, that are involved. it was great. I mean, hell, ten year old me loved that shit. But uh, you know, you had two organizations that were just going neck and neck mm-hmm. with each other, and they were fighting over viewership and uh, you know talent and things like that. You know, you you would have. You would have one wrestler just get a sour taste with another, with with the company and and swap companies mm-hmm. and go, and you know bash that com- the their previous company on live. But TV. didn't Vince McMahon own both of them? Eventually, he did. Yes. Okay. Okay. So it was an actual like competitive rivalry for there for a while. For a very long time. Yes. Okay. Okay. All I right. say a very long time. Whatever. Back to United States Strongman. Yes. The death lift. It was a 13-inch deadlift. It was a rising bar. Uh, basically, the premise was you pull, you you lock out the barbell. They slapped another 110 pounds. You locked it out again. They slapped another 110 pounds on. You locked it out again. They slapped another 44 pounds on. You know, they were kilo plates. That's why it was, uh, you know, not an even number. Uh, but they they went all the way up to 440 pounds. A lot of the competitors were able to come up, were able to finish it. Some of them only got up to that 420 mark. It was a very visually appealing deadlift. However, 
the rules originally stated that the athletes were supposed to load their own weights. And that screwed over. I cannot remember his name. Do you remember his name? It was the first guy that went. Yes. I don't remember his name. Mm. So on the off chance that he's watching or his mom is watching, comment below. <laughs> Let us know. Squares We'd love away. to correct this. Yes. He pulls that first rep and unstraps from the bar, getting ready to load his own bar. And the loaders come and they slap another 110 pounds on. And he's just like, what the hell? So he has to get strapped back in, and that was a time penalty. Or it wasn't really a time penalty, but it cost him time. Yeah, one of the factors in this five rep thing was time splits. Yes. So, yes, it cost him. Yes. Um, and it also definitely threw his focus off. I don't know if that's why he wasn't able to pull that fifth rep at 440, but who knows? Because I'm sure in the back of his mind, he was distracted thinking, that just cost me, that just cost me time. That wasn't the plan. I wonder how this is going to affect the standings going into the next event. That had to have been on this athlete's mind. Also, the biggest fault that I see with this event is it adds a, it adds a layer of complex, not a layer of complexity. It adds a, it adds a factor into your time is outside the athlete's control. And that's how fast your loaders are moving. True. You know, what if they don't use the same loaders on every lift? And if they do use the lo- same loaders on every lift, by the time the guy who goes last gets involved, those guys are wiped out. True. True. You know, what happens if one of them has a brain fart and grabs the wrong plate? Right. And you know, you're lifting lifting an offset. Yeah. There's, there's just there's, – there were way too many – variables that were outside of the athlete's control for this event for me to like this event right visually it looked very cool oh yeah it was great looking but i i really can't get behind it especially when the plan was the athletes loading their own plates there was inspiration behind that it was uh you know when you know back when they were doing the satellite record breakers Mm -hmm. during all the covid stuff uh, Trey Mitchell did the 400 kilogram for reps mm-hmm. record breaker event. Um, he loaded his own plates for that. Yeah. And that was supposed to be an inspiration, but then they get to the event and they didn't do that. Nope. Instead, they went with that Eddie Hall viral video that happened back in like, what was it, 2014? Yeah. Where they just kept on slapping reds on there until he got to like the 900 pound range or something right. like that. And then he laddered back down. Yes. Yeah. I remember that was one of the first videos for Strongman I ever saw. Really? Yes. I remember at the time I had just pulled 405 for my first time. Wow. Yeah, right? And I'm sitting there watching it. I don't really have a good idea of what's possible for humans to do because even though the internet exists, I wasn't really on that side of YouTube yet. And, and so I'm watching like, he, okay, he's got to, they've got to stop. Okay, they're putting another pair on. There's another pair. Okay, this guy's twice as strong as me. I didn't realize that there was a ceiling that was that high for humans. <laughs> it, it just it blew my mind. Uh, so, but you yeah, had that rule change really, really fucked that guy. Yeah. And that's just that's not cool at this level of competition. And unfortunately is, for for a, a governing organization trying to you know grab their part of the sport. It's it's a it's a black eye. It is, it is. And I think they're going to work out these kinks with time. But they need to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Figure it out. Figure it out. So speaking of the deadlift, um 
Bobby Thompson. Yes. He destroyed that, and I don't know if you were watching the same some of the same uh, highlight videos that I were watching, but people really don't expect a lot from him when he walks out there. I and think that is a shame. It, it is a shame, and I think it's just because they're still used to the same people mm-hmm. competing, and Bobby's just so new to it. He is. Well, I wouldn't really say he's new. He's been around for a few years now. At As a pro. Okay. Doing pro shows. But even so, after, was it the Arnold Santa Monica a few years ago that uh, they had like an 800-pound deadlift for reps, something like that? Yeah. And he destroyed that event? Yeah. They should know better by now. Yeah. I have another theory. What's that? I think it's because he's the only pro athlete that's walking around with glasses. <laughs> I, I, I really think the people are looking at him like he's a nerd. Yeah. And they just aren't expecting him to be that strong. But uh, the dude's strong as hell, and it's a shame. It, he he and very you're much gonna is. be like that soon. Yeah. You know, because you're getting old and you need glasses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were talking about strong. No. Fuck, no, you I went wasn't, a different no. direction with yeah, that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. I'm only messing with you about that because earlier you, um, you reminded me that, you know, I graduated high school 15 years ago, and now I feel old, so well, I got to take you down with me. You're going down with the ship, Tyler. Oh, I mean, I graduated 18 years ago, so there's that. Wow, in two years, you'll have your 20-year reunion. 20-year reunion. 20-year reunion. You think we're going to invite you? Uh, I might show up. I might not. Who knows? You should show up. Yeah. And, you know, just start deadlifting people. Yeah. Just, just put them overhead. Pick everybody up. Yeah. Been training for hugs for, like, yeah. You can be Four so good at hugging. Now, yeah, yeah. So, Ray, move on to the next event? Sure, sure. Let's talk about it. All right. So, the flag hoist. This was a mystery event, which is really cool to me because you never see mystery events in this level show. Uh, really, I only ever see mystery events in a show that Paul Mauser is putting on. That's the only time I ever see them. Paul's such a good guy. He's, he, he's a great guy. He's such a good guy for the sport, too. Yes. Uh, it, it's a shame that he's kind of... You know, getting out of putting on some of those weirder shows. I know. Uh, I think we should start putting on weirder shows. We can do that. We can do that. Yeah. Let's put on some weird shows. Let's get weird. But the flag hoist. So basically what it was is you had a rope. It looked to be like about an inch and a half, two inch diameter. It was basic climbing rope. It went up to a high point pulley, came down, and was attached to a loading pin that was loaded up with weight. And um, the weight had a flag on. They had The athletes had to... Pull that flag all the way up to the top and lower it down to control. And they had to do that, you know, as many times as they could in a certain time frame. This was visually one of the coolest events I have ever seen in a show this level. Wasn't it, though? It, it, was, it was so different. It, it just, it reminded me of the old strongman that was just, it wasn't a pretty barbell they went out and they just picked up. It was manual fucking labor. Well, I know back in like the 70s and 80s, whenever WSM really first started, Mm -hmm. you know, when it became a TV show and whatnot, they used to do a similar event where they had a rope tied to it. was like an engine block, wasn't it? Engine blocks. I think one year they did washing machines. Mm -hmm. They they did different things like that. And it's really cool to see 
that old-fashioned kind of stuff. When I was first kind of troubleshooting the – not troubleshooting, but brainstorming coming up with our Building a Strongman gym, mm-hmm. one of my early ideas was instead of a lat pull, yeah, just having like an engine hoist. We just get like <laughs> an engine block and a rope. Yeah. And that's what we did. But then I realized that somebody would probably die if we did that. Probably so. So that's – we're not going to do that. However, I think it's very possible we could set up for a loading pin one day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we can just, like, just get a big-ass like um, – like, if you go to a pawn shop, you can find pulleys that tree climbers use all the time. Yeah. So we can hook one of those up to the I-beams and, uh, and set something up cool. Right, right. But, and I noticed this whenever I was going through uh, some of the strongman groups. I saw this in one of, uh, one of Paul Mauser's posts, you know, talking about Paul again. Mm-hmm. Somebody pointed out that halfway through, they removed the flags. Did they really? They did. And... They didn't say why, but speculation is because the flag, the flag was obstructing the view of the judges to see whether or not something counted as a rep. Ah, uh, okay. So if they Weird. ever do this again, they're going to have to come up with some kind of bell or buzzer or something like that that just dings at the top. Right. Um, so what happened is they removed the flag, and then the athletes that came up had pulled two more feet. Because, the flag, because the flag wasn't there anymore. We're over 2 on... You know, events. Luck, luckily, that was the last big one that I saw. Uh, one of the vi- cool, visually appealing things that I saw from that event is seeing men in the 300 to 400 pound range being pulled off the ground by the counterweight of that thing. Well, they had to control that to the ground, but as that weight moves quick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like that, that weight speeds up. Uh, but, Luke Stoltman was the winner of that one because yeah. the dude's so damn long. Yeah. So he, he's got a hell of a pull on him. So I spilled my beer. Oh, man. Uh, damn it. What does that say? It's like the adult equivalent of losing a balloon. Yeah. It's a shame. It's getting hot in here. It's warm. Remind me to start bumping the AC up before we start yeah. doing this. You know, put yeah. like a nice 75. My fat ass will love that. Yeah, these lights in here, are, they're ridiculous. Hot. How about that circus dumbbell? Yes. What do you think that, about that? That thing was beautiful. You realize that it was pre- that was basically the one you made, right? Probably a lot heavier, but it yes, was, it was light. <laughs> uh, the one that they made, I believe, was a hundred kilograms, if I remember right. So two, so two hundred and twenty pounds around. Yeah, but it was they it were was, doing that thing for reps. Yes. Yeah, and it was an at- it was two atlas stones connected by steel pipe, mm-hmm. and they had. Um, like a steel frame around the Atlas stones to protect it. Yeah. But those guys are doing it for reps. And what really impressed me the most during this event was Rob Kearney. Rob's a good presser. Well, what impressed me about it, and you're going to notice me in the video, I'm looking at my notes because I'm really bad at remembering numbers. Rob tore his bicep last year. I remember that. This is his first major show since that bicep tear. He used his weak arm and still got six reps. Amazing. Right? That was amazing. And they looked really, really good. Now, Novikov won that event. And this is why I really think it's a shame that Kilsikowski was not in this competition. Because if there's one guy out there that could have given Novikov a run for his money on this event, it is Matus Kilsikowski. Yeah. So I, I really can't wait for that guy to recover and outside and get back of Big Z, that's probably 
he's probably one, he's one of the better pressers out there. He's one of the be- best pressers that's ever been around. Right. It's like Rob Kearney, Big Z, Luke Stoltman, and uh, and Matus Kielskowski. Yeah. You know, those, those guys are on top. But, yeah, that was one of the coolest dumbbells I've ever seen, though. That was a visually stunning implement. Yes. Speaking of cool implements, how about that shield they were using? That was pretty cool. The It was the in the shape of the WUS uh, logo. It took me a while to realize that. Yeah. Like, at first, I'm like, did they just, like, is it an octagon? At first, I thought it was an octagon. And then I started noticing the little dips in it. So, I'm like, is it just, like... Is it an odd object? So it's supposed to be like a metal natural stone. Yeah. But yeah, it was the WS um, logo. And that thing was 308 pounds. And it was, they had to put a lot of body and a lot of arm on the on that thing because it was wide. It was very wide. It was wide and it was thin. Yeah. So uh, something a lot of y'all can probably relate this to because I'm sure by now, if you're a strongman competitor and you've been competing in the last few years, you've probably put your hands on a Titan Husafel at least once. And you'll know that thing's a pain in the ass because unlike other Husafel stones that you'll find, it's only about six inches thick. So it's... Yeah, that's what she said. So it's really thin. You've got a... You don't have as much... You don't have very much room on it to put surface area of your skin. So you really got to pull that thing in your body. It was very similar with the uh, with the shield, but what you saw a lot of people do was basically wrap their arms around the perimeter and try to dig into where those grooves were, and they carried it that way. But that really bit them in the ass when they got to the platform, because what it was, it was a 220 pound tire, a 264 pound stone, and a 308 pound shield that they had to carry from point A to point B. So, what a lot of these guys did was they took that tire, they went with the tire first, and they put it up on their shoulder. They ran down, they placed it, they went and they got the stone, they loaded the stone, but then when they got to the shield, they realized that the tire was in the way of the platform. So, because these dudes are so damn big, there wasn't that much space for them to go, and that was something that Alexei Novikov noticed. I don't know if you uh, paid much attention to his run, but he went last, you know, because he was in first place. Yeah. He went around to the side and loaded that thing from the side. He was the only one to do that. Smart. Was very smart. Very smart. And you know that kind of stuff is why he's a winner. That being smart, separate. You know, it separates the winners from the knuckle draggers. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, but speaking of the weights, because I know a lot of people have probably noticed this when we're talking about some of these weights. How heavy was your sandbag at um, downtown Throwdown last month? Talking about the one for distance, the yep. max carry for distance, the one Ozzy rode. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was 350 pounds. And how heavy was the heaviest implement in this at a pro show? You just said 320, right? I said 308. 308. Okay. This was a light show. It was. And But I'm not mad at it because it was cool to see these dudes be athletic. Right. You know, I am tired of the last few years and... Hopefully now that Half Thor got 501, it's behind us, but every event doing a max deadlift. <sighs> I really got sick of it. So it was cool to see a lighter show with guys being more athletic with cool implements. It, it definitely reminded me more of like 90s Strongman. Yeah, definitely. And it was a hell of a lot of fun to watch. Carrying sandbags through, you know, two foot of beach water and things like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fun stuff. <sighs> 
like, what a dick move. <laughs> oh. I, I was actually uh, trying to talk Chris Slater into doing a uh, doing a similar event with like the kegs. Yeah. Since we're already out on the beach, just doing our moving events where we have to run through the water. Yeah. He, uh, he said it had something to do with like, you know, the city wouldn't let him or something like that. Lame. But, right. Gulf Shores and their rules. Down with the government. <laughs> All of them. All the governments at once. So yeah, uh, Alexi won that one. So at this point, he's got uh, he's got two wins. He's placed uh, he's placed fairly high in the other events. So, and did you notice that they seem to always put him and JF Crone up against each other? Yes. Like, just because yeah, I, you just know, neck and neck the whole time. Yeah, they did. It was it was JF that was uh, close to beating him at uh, WSM too, right? Jeff Crone came in third, I believe, third. Okay. at WSM. I know he was uh, making a good push for it. Yeah, one of the Stoltman brothers came in second. Uh, that's right. right. That's right. Um, if I got that wrong, I'm sorry. I have a um, the memory of a goldfish. <laughs> I write things down. So the final event was a, t- was a 10 stone Atlas run. 10 stones. That's a lot of stones. That is a lot of concrete. And yeah. the heaviest stone was 200, uh, well, I'm sorry, it was uh, 200 kilograms or 440 pounds. Given what guys like like Brian Shaw are capable of, like Tom Stoltman are capable of, it seemed light, but after 10 stones for time, it cooked some of these dudes. A lot of these dudes were not able to get that last stone. Yeah. Um, of course, Tom Stoltman won. Yeah. Go figure. He won motion all but the last two. Like, he didn't even look like he worked until the eighth stone. It was ridiculous. The dude's just big and strong. Yeah. Um, but guys like Alexei Novikov, he did very well in this event. Um, Jeff Carone did very well in this event. Uh, but you had a lot of guys that couldn't they couldn't get the the ninth stone and couldn't get the tenth stone. So, yeah, I guess the promoters really, That's... they picked good stones on this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you and I have both done five stone runs. Five stone runs will gas you. They will, especially when um, you're not very good. <laughs> uh, that or they're, you know. Really heavy. Covered in sand. Covered in sand. Yeah. Yeah, that was the worst. Yeah. It was what it was. It separated the guys, from, you know, the, the winners from the losers. Kind of glad we don't have stones this next year in Alabama Strongest since they're going to be a uh, sandbag load for height. Agreed. Poor Daryl. <laughs> if y'all don't know who Daryl is, uh, Daryl's a member of the gym. He's like four foot three, uh, standing in high heels. Oh, poor Daryl. He's 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 gonna be the first person to listen to this podcast. I know. I he feel is. like we're mean to him. Are we too yeah. mean to Daryl? I hope I hope he doesn't think so. I hope he knows it's out of love. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. It is. But yeah, he. I I feel bad for him with this stone. With uh, not stone. This uh. This keg, it's going to be a keg press for height for him. Pretty he, much, yeah. He's up against guys like uh, like Anthony, who's like 7'4", practically. <laughs> what do you think he is, like 6'5", something uh, like that? He's pretty tall. He's he's tall dude. Yeah. Um, An- Anthony or Andrew? Andrew. Andrew Perkins. Yeah. yeah. yeah what I, he's I a good 6'4". Yeah, he's like 6'4". Yeah. And that dude's, that dude's strong, so. Yeah, and that keg's 325. He's Gotta get to where he can practically Thinks press that so, yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hell, I, I'm kind of worried. I'm not going to do too well on that one. I, get, I better get started with uh, practicing the keg load. Well, you know, um, we got, I'm like, going to compete open in that month. contest for the first time this year. Yeah, you so. got to compete against. You got to compete against Levi. 
I'm going to be competing against Levi and Colt. Colt. And yeah, you know what? I'm there for a good time, not not a long time. Yep. Uh, so back to back to the competition. Uh, USS Alexei Novikov won. We had uh, JF Crone. He came in second. I did not recognize the name of the guy who came in third. There were a few guys on that list that I did not notice that I haven't seen on the regular, and I I feel like I do a pretty damn good job of keeping up keeping up with keeping up. Words are hard. They keeping are. up with you know pro strongman. We definitely need to do a better job. Probably so. Start paying attention to that. Yeah. Yep. Otherwise, um, our moms aren't going to listen to us anymore. Oh. That'd really be sad. Yeah. That yeah. would be. Daryl still listen to us, though. Daryl, yeah. Daryl love you, brother. Us. Love you, Daryl. But, yeah. Um, you know, we we had Novikov Nov- uh, one, Jeff Crone second. Um, you know, Bobby Thompson did a lot better than I thought he would. Um, Who didn't do as well as you thought they would? It's probably the same same ones I'm thinking. I felt like Rob could have done better. Really? I feel like Rob did about as well as I expected him to. Who was your pick? I figured one of the Stoltman brothers was going to wind up on the podium, but neither of them, of them did. Yeah. Neither of them seemed to have the best days. Yeah. So. Could have had to do with climate. Could have had to do with a lot of things. Because from what I understand, it was really, really hot. Oh, I got just this. This Where chair's was, killing me. That was uh, in Bahrain, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is an interesting environment to see. Yeah. Has got anything else to add for uh, World's Ultimate Strongman? Um, not really. Um, trying to think of you. You're gonna have some of. Uh, the uh, Giants live shows pop up here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to get that going with, you know, that's for for all your pros. That's your road to uh, that's your road to the Arnold. It is. It is. Yeah. We also have um, official strongman games coming up pretty soon. Clash on the coast. Yeah. Uh, um, Anthony Furman's competition that he's putting on. I'm yeah. really excited about that one. Same. Uh, um, I'm just excited to see. Bigger shows happening in the U.S. Definitely, definitely. The sport is 100% growing. And a- as a gym owner that uh, opened his gym a little less than three years ago now, it's been a hell of a wave to ride. I never it's wanted to lo- end. Yeah, it's been a lot of it's been a lot of fun so far. Definitely, definitely. Um, we got Clash on the Coast. If you aren't familiar with what that is, that is going to be a, uh, a middleweight-centric show. So it's going to be a show where the middleweights actually get the attention that they deserve because those guys are really, really impressive to watch. Some of the guys, some of those guys are stronger, as strong or stronger than a lot of your heavyweights. And they're there. so athletic. Yes, they can move. Yep, I really think if Strongman is going to be, uh, is going to be a powerhouse as far as the public's concerned, that's really where we need to focus. That's where you're going to pluck from your your CrossFit. Definitely, definitely, and it's where you're going to get a lot more uh, every – so there's two ways to think about growing the sport of strongman. There's a top-down approach, which your focus is more bigger shows, getting more money for the competitors, bigger sponsors, and those shows have definitely been growing. Um, you're seeing a lot more money from uh, from US uh, – not USS, from WUS. Rogue's put a lot of money in it, 
And the guys at the top are definitely starting to see more of a bang for their buck in their effort. Then you have another way to think about growing strongman. That's from the ground up, which is really what my focus is on. That's more local shows, more opportunities for amateurs to compete, um, more gyms like mine. Give a chance for gym owners to make a living doing what they love. Give a chance for promoters to make a living doing what they love. And for the every everyday average person to be able to compete in a sport that, you know, they may have not have even known existed beforehand. And I, I really think that both of those two methods have the ability to feed on each other. And I feel like the middleweights are where that meet. Because, and this is not taking away from the heavyweights, but the middleweights are just prettier. <laughs> like... Uh. Like, Brian Shaw, he is a hell of a competitor, but the the average person does not have the ability to look like that. No. Because they are not 6'8", and they are not, you know, damn four feet wide. And not a lot of them have the access that Brian Shaw does either. They don't have the access, and even if they were, you know, a lot of them don't have the desire. Right. You know, but... You know, you get guys like uh, like Anthony Furman. You've got um, God. Why am I brain farting on his last name? Uh, America's world, uh, America's strongest man right now, middleweight. Um, uh, who also named Anthony. Anthony Deal. Anthony Deal. Yeah, yeah, like those guys are huge and they have abs. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, that's something that a lot, like, they, they practically look like they're built like bodybuilders. They don't look like potatoes. No, they aren't built like Shrek. <laughs> yeah, and uh. that that's something that everyday average people look to and say, yes, I would love to look like that. And trying to get that way, it's... They could make strongman look visually appealing. Yes, it looks visually appealing. It's not the freak show that, you know, some of the heavyweights are capable of. But it's pretty close. Right. Like visually, it's pretty close to, to that. And they also, you know, they, they look better while they're actually doing the sport. Right. You know, it's just, let's compare it to, say, NASCAR. So, and if you can't follow me on this, whatever. But, you know, you have... <laughs> uh, anyway, you have, you have NASCAR. So, mm-hmm. those are the big boys. Yeah. They drive the cars. And then you have the... You have people that race like a lower circuit mm-hmm. with trucks, and then you have like local circuits that race like shit boxes that they put together in their garages. That, that like are the ones down the street. Yes, they're so much fun though. Like, go to a dirt track that's only a quarter mile round, mm-hmm. and you got these guys with sheet metal and on frames coasting sideways. Mm-hmm. For on dirt, might I add? Yeah. And and they're just it, it's so much fun to go and watch, and I feel like middleweight strongman can be that. Definitely, definitely. Um, I really think that if you get the right brands behind it, middleweight strongman can be as big as CrossFit was. Sure, I think it can be. Granted. A lot of middleweight strongmen don't really agree with that. I don't know why, but... It's too bad because they have the ability to push the sport even further than it they really deserves. Do. They really do, but a few things need to happen. A lot of them need to get better at social media. 
bigger brands need to get involved as far as sponsorships go. And the biggest thing is they need to start actually treating the athletes like athletes. True. Like, there is no reason why somebody at that level should have to pay to compete. I agree. Like... The, those dudes are those dudes are the draw. Charge the spectators. The top of any other sport is getting paid to compete. Yes. In in England, they are able to actually pay the pay the uh, the competitors and charge for spectators. And we I, can we can do that here, but promoters have to actually be able to get behind that. And I don't think we're there yet, but I think five ten years we could be. It's got to get all the promoters on the same page. That is a that's that's a hurting cat situation too. It really is. Yeah. Cats just don't taste that good. <laughs> maybe so, a herd of them do. Maybe. So you got anything else to expound on? Uh, as far as WS and middleweight strongman, no. I mean, we I think we pretty much hit the marks on that. Um, we really focused on strength this week so far. Got anything? Any any tidbits in the nerd world we want to just kind of throw in there? Honestly, not really. Uh, it hasn't been that exciting this week. With the exception of we have the Snyder Cut for Justice They League. released the final trailer earlier. Yes, yeah. and they're going to start dropping. That's going to be a series. So they're going to start dropping episodes of that soon, which means I have to get an HBO Max account. Same. And uh, if I get it, I'll just share it with you. That's whatever. And, yeah, and you can, uh, that way we'll be able to talk about that. Also, next Friday, the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier Falcon drops. Winter Soldier. So I'm really excited about that. And we'll, we'll get back to, uh, to talking about that. Also, if you have stuck with us for the 50 or so what minutes of this episode and you are listening to this question, please get back to me because I want to know. What do you enjoy us talking about more? Is it the strength side? Is it the like the strength sports side? Is it the coaching side? Do you enjoy hearing us talk about nerd shit? Is the going through an episode every week, is that not work for y'all? Because the last thing I want to do is talk about an episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, what is it? Three days after the episode drops. And for y'all to not want to listen to us because you're worried about spoilers. So if that's something you're concerned with, or if you just don't really want to hear about it, let us know. And we, we can find some other way to kind of scratch that itch for us, because it is something we enjoy talking about. Absolutely. But we can always do something where, like, for example, we do a short YouTube video where we just talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. We put that on YouTube, because those always seem to do well on YouTube. Right. But people don't really tune into the audio version and if you see the title and it says spoilers ahead and you click on it you've been warned true yeah true um but we click put the title spoilers ahead and they click on it then or if they don't click on it, we, we want people to click on it right that's what we want because we want to talk about transports we want to talk to y'all and we want we want to talk about our sponsors too. Like we want them to get we want to give y'all a good product definitely definitely so whatever we can do to improve on that let us know. You ready to take this home? Sure. Let's uh, let's uh, close it out with talking about our sponsors once again. Definitely, definitely. All right. So talking about our sponsors, we have Unmasked Studio. That is Unmasked Studio on Instagram. Go look them up. They may, they make boutique cosplays. Really awesome stuff. Shoot them a message. Tell them what you want. Go go put a uh, put what you like on his uh, profile. 
Sorry, the dog's going nuts in the background. I'm getting a little distracted right now. I apologize. <laughs> um, it sounds like we just had a bunch of people come in, which is good. I love customers. Anyway, Unmasked Studio, go comment on what your favorite uh, cosplay that he has made. Let us know. Tag us. Make sure that guy knows that you're coming to his page because we sent you there. That really means a lot to us. Another way you can support us. Go to strikeforceenergy.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Help yourself get some energy. Help us pay for all this. Help us get new equipment. Help us actually do the damn thing. Give us beer money. We're almost out. I think we got two left in the fridge. Oh. I know, right? <laughs> uh, another way you can support us, Impact Mouth Guards. Same promo code, ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% on a mouth guard. They will save your profile for six months. So if something happens to it, they'll be able to send you another one just like that. Best mouth guards on the market. Absolutely. Also, if you are a competitor in the Southeast United States, if you are in Texas, if you are in Mississippi, if you are in Alabama, Arkansas, Wherever, if you are within driving distance of Louisiana and you compete in strongman or want to compete in strongman, go and look at the first, second annual Rougarou Classic event page on Facebook. You can find it under Atlas Strength Shop's Facebook page under events. Look, compete in that show. Exactly. We want you there. Come compete. We've got really good food in Baton Rouge. Definitely. Damn good food in Baton Rouge. Last year we sold Jambalaya at the competition for six bucks a plate. We'll do that again this year. Absolutely. People love that jambalaya. Jambalaya, beer, lots of weights. We will hook you up. Good times. And last time we competed, we uh, we wound up in the height of COVID. We had 45 competitors. Everybody brought spectators. We were literally in what – basically an abandoned warehouse for that show because our venue uh, bottomed out on us at the last minute. So we wound up having to compete in this place. Before Their loss. Yeah, literally we signed the lease a month early so that we could uh, get a competition going. Now that space is finished, and it is going to be a hell of an awesome show. You got anything else to add, Tyler? That's it, man. Let's 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 uh, let's close it out on a good note. Awesome, awesome. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed the podcast. If y'all did, don't forget to leave five stars on iTunes, Spotify, what have you. If you didn't like the podcast, shoot me a message. Let us know how we can improve. So until next week, y'all have a good one. Bye.